Hello and welcome! You're now listening to Fancy on Tour. My name is Fanny and I'm a vagabond from Sweden, currently living the powder dream of Revelstoke. In this show, I will share my stories from traveling with you. Let's get it all started. In the last episode of Fancy on Tour, I talked about hitchhiking in Revy, a good way to make new friends. I also told the story about when I bought my car Jane and went on a road trip to Banff to meet up with my mom and aunt. And last but not least, I paid tribute to the amazing so-called Swedish parents who helped the newcoming Swedes to find their place in Revelstoke. And now the stories continue and uh, I'm going to make a new sexy road trip with Jane. It was time for a new sexy mission. Me, Coco and Chacha was taking Jane down on a tour to the south of BC. First stop was Roslyn, with the mission to ski at the Red Mountain Ski Resort on their closing day. Better to be there late than never. Our drive down was very beautiful. During the first part of the drive, we followed the Columbia River down to Shelter Bay, where we t- took a ferry to the other side to be able to continue. And being on that ferry, overlooking cold azure blue water and steep mountains, I felt like I was in Norway again. And we continued driving along the shoreline of Slocan Lake. And after about four hours, we reached Rossland, a small mountain town in the south of BC. The sun was setting over the mountains and, uh, oh man, it was beautiful. So a little bit of history about Rossland and its ski hill Red Mountain. The town was founded during the gold rush in the end of the 19th century. A lot of Scandinavians came to Rossland to mine for gold. And they brought the tradition for skiing with them. And the first ski race was held in 1897. And I feel very proud that it was my fellow ancestors who invented the skiing in this area. And before I decided to move to Revelstoke for the winter, I had Roslyn in mind. Some good friends of mine from Idaho had recommended it. But this town is about half the size of Revelstoke, and the job and housing situation seem to be very much tougher. And now, in afterhand, I'm very glad that I decided on Revelstoke. We got a lot more snow, and it also lasted longer. Plus, the town of Revelstoke is so cool, and there's so much more going on. Me and my sexy gang skied on the closing day of Red Mountain. The snow was... It was cold, but there were still some people skiing in aerobic outfits, all due to the closing day theme, retro ski. And there was an after party on the deck outside. And all the people in retro gear were supposed to make a solo performance, dance. And I was in a really fancy mood, so I found some retro-looking stuff in the car and joined the show. 
And I almost made it to the final, but 60-year-old Betty, wearing a one-piece a la 84 and some purple rider's sunglasses, won the first prize. A second-hand coat from the Lost and Found collection. And the party continued in the bar rafters. Everybody were dancing like crazy, and I managed to make some new hot tub friends. Yes, we got invited to a hot tub after party. And we drove back to our hostel and got ready for a hot tub session. So nice. And I had remembered the address in my head. 1561 Leroy Avenue. And we went there. Or we thought we did, but there was no 1561. So weird. We sneaked around in the neighborhood for at least one hour looking for this place, without success. We heard that there was a party going on in another house, and we stood outside the door, ready to go in and ask where the house with the hot tub was. But we were too scared to dare to go in. And um, after a long hunt, we realized that the time had gone so far that I mean, if there would have been a hot obsession, it was probably over by now. So sadly, we had to go back to the hostel again without the hot tub experience. So, <clears throat> so we left Rossland and continued our, to our second mission to sleep in the Canadian mountain hut for the first time. Our destination was the Huckleberry Hut, situated in a mountain valley of 2,600 meters above sea level in the Kootenays. And some of our friends from Ravi had visited the hut one week ago. They told us that the skiing was very bad, but they had so much fun that they stayed there for three nights anyways. It sounded like it would be a very cool place. So we were a bit tired after partying at Red Mountain the night before, and we started the hike kind of late. We knew that it would possibly take us four hours to reach the hut from the parking lot, and we started touring about 2 p.m. So we decided that if we'd not make it to the hut until uh, 6.30, we would have to return around so that we could make it back to the car before it got dark. I also have to mention that the place where we parked the car was so sketchy. Some friends of us had left their car there for a couple of days when they did a hut trip. And when they came back, some gangsters had broken into it and stole everything that was in there. Even an old toothbrush. And there was another car parked on the parking lot too when we arrived. And it didn't have a registration plate. It looked sort of stolen. So sketchy. Now on our way to the hut, we crossed two river creeks. Coco almost fell into it, but it was all good. We followed the track all the way. Notice that we were skinning up with our skis, not walking. And uh, it was an old logging road that we were following, and it kept going higher and higher, more and more gnarly, up the mountain. And it was pretty steep. 
and the time was almost running out too. It was 5.30 and we still hadn't found the hut. And even if we would find it, there would still be one more obstacle. Would there be somebody else there? I mean, we had not booked it. It costed only $10 per night, but we had heard that the booking system was shut down. So we didn't bother checking it out. We just decided to take the chance. And I guess that there was about 50% chance that the skiing tracks that we were following uh, were belonging to someone that could already be in the hut. And the hut was so small that there was no chance that we would be able to fit in with some other guys. And I was going ahead of my friends and I didn't wear my glasses. So every tree that I saw and with its shadows, it looked like the hut to me. And that's how desperate I was to find a hut. I mean, I just didn't want to go back down to the car again. That would have been such a bummer. But suddenly... There was the hut! And no one were there. This was amazing. We moved in, lit a fire, and opened the can of beer. And it was gonna be an epic night. And I'll tell you, it was. Three p.m. I woke up by Chacha scream. The mouse. Yes, there was supposed to be a house mouse. Our friends have told us that, and now it was awake. We had prepared a bit for this, so all our food was hanging in a bag from the ceiling. But anyways, the mouse, or was it a mouse? It sounded like a rat, a pack rat. It was searching for food along the floor. And I tried to relax, but it was hard. But at the end of the day, what could you do? Just sleep in again. And the next morning was so gorgeous. So sunny and beautiful. And although the snow was due to crust, we decided to go on a little mission. Up on the top of the peaks. It was a very cool feeling to be so far away from civilization. And no people in sight. But on our way down to the hut, we met two guys. Hey guys, where are you going? We asked them. Oh hi, we're gonna stay in the Huckleberry Hut, they said. We booked it for the whole week. And it's actually my 40th birthday today, said the girl. Oopsie doopsie doo. I guess we would have to leave then. Uh, a bit disappointed, we went down to the car. And I mean, we were so excited because we had some plants that we wanted to build our own sauna, just heating up some rocks and put it in the snow and the tarp on top and do some naked, uh, some naked bathing in the snow and stuff. But um, we just had to postpone that idea for another session. And on our way down to the parking lot, I was very nervous. Maybe somebody had broken into the car. But uh, it was cool. Everything was solid. And we could continue our trip over to Nelson, the next destination. Fancy on tour.
We are ski bums, and we want to save money and meet locals. So I got recommended to stay at a friend's friend in Nelson. And we tried to call them on our way to town, but it didn't get an answer. So what should we do? We decided to try to find our house and maybe knock on their door. Or is that a polite thing to do? Or is it a little bit too forward? Maybe it would be awkward. It was 8 p.m. and we stood outside their house, dilly-dallying whether or not to knock on their door. The lights were on, so they were probably there. But once again, like when we were searching for the party, the hot tub situation in Rossland, we didn't really have the courage to knock on the door. So we ended up spending the night at the Three Bear Hostel. Nelson seemed to be a cool place, kind of alternative in many ways. Uh, it is referred to as a hippie town, and a lot of food is locally and organically produced. And there was a lot of so-called free spirits hanging around on the streets, doing their thing. And there's also the yellow restaurant. From the moment we saw it, we felt an urge to enter. It looked really cool on the outside, and smelled really good on the inside. But there was something strange about the servers. I could sense it right away. Something was wrong here. And on our way out, we found the answer. The girl who served us told the story. We are like a family. We work together, we live together. No one makes their own money. We just make a living together. And I was very, very bad before I came here. And now I'm a good person again. Oh my gosh, I spoke to someone at the hostel about it. And they told me that every week the people from this yellow restaurant go out hunting on the streets to find new lost members to engage in their community. Oh my gosh, it was so scary. We decided to leave as fast as we could. And back in Revy again, my conclusion is, it was cool to travel around and explore a little bit more. The hot trip was fun, even though the mouse was a pack rat. And according to our own research and talking to locals, the lifts in Red Mountain and Whitewater, the other ski resort that is just right by Nelson, the lifts on these places seem to be very, very slow. And the question is if one can deal with that for a whole season. So at last, and once again, the conclusion is Revy Rules. You have been listening to Fancy on Tour, a radio show about a Swedish vagabond and her stories from traveling. And if you want to know more about me and my travels, just check it out. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Fancy on Tour Podcast. See you!